Yeah, I love playing earnings, especially if you get in early. Like, you know, uh, UPS wasn't reporting to like, I think August or something like that. So I got in, I forgot, I got like 20 some, 30 some contract for like $480. You know what I mean? On July 1st, I was able to sell that back to the market for $9,000. So my patients for that five weeks paid me $9,000. That's over $1,000 a week, you know, and I was able to cash it all on the same day. You know what I mean? Wow. And then I jumped in again because I actually sold it before earnings. I jumped in again. I think I put in like, I think $3,500. And right after earnings, I sold it for $15,000. So it's like, if you're patient and you can manage all these things and you can kind of like relax and not get into the hype, you can make a lot of money and just relax and just be patient. Pull up. The Todd Capital MVP Series. This is the podcast where we're interviewing the MVPs of the Todd Capital Options community. It's time for you to come and learn the best approaches, mindset, and ways to capitalize in every way possible while buying and selling options. This episode is brought to you by 24-7 Watches. Shop our limited edition luxury watches at 247watches.com. That's T-W-E-N-T-Y. 47watches.com. Use code Todd Capital at checkout for a special discount. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 247watches. That's at T W E N T Y 47watches. Want more money to pay off debt and increase your income? I'm Terry Egioma from Invest with Terry, and I teach an online course on how to invest in the stock market for daily or weekly returns. My seven-step strategy saves you time and erases the guesswork from trading. With these seven steps, I've earned over $16,000 in a day without having a large account. Start big or small. These proven steps will increase your profits and decrease your losses. To learn more, visit itradeandtravel.com. And now, it's time for the show. So I guess my first question to you would be, who are you and where are you from? We, we kind of know where you're from, but can you tell us a little bit about your background? Okay, so I am, uh, my name is Billy Clement, and I live in Chicago right now. But uh, I'm originally from Towson, you know, with Lou, Lou Aldang and Tom McCord and all those good, good uh, basketball players out there. Um, where again? South Sudan. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh. All right, when did you come to America? Man, 2001, I was 16 when I came here. Um, yeah, so we ended up in Chicago, went to school in uh, in Indiana, and then moved back to Chicago once school was over. So, What was it like when you first came to the States? Dude, I, 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 know, I, I know how to speak no English. That's how bad it was. Because <laughs> I, I grew up in Egypt, right? So in Egypt, you know, we speak mostly Arabic. And also in, um, even in Sudan, part of Sudan would speak Arabic and all these tribal languages and stuff. So I grew up speaking Arabic. So moving up here, trying to learn a whole different language, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a cultural shock, I'll say the least, you know? So it was, uh, it was a bit of a challenge. So that's, that's, that's how it was. Before you got into options, did you have any like experience investing in stocks? Yes. So I've been investing in in and out of stocks since, it's maybe 2011. I haven't taken it seriously, but, you know, just like playing around with it. Uh, I actually downloaded Robinhood maybe like four or five years ago and just kind of like playing around with it. I haven't really done too much with uh, investing actually, you know, hardcore in stocks. You know what I mean? We're just like, let me just play around with this thing. Whenever I get money, I just put something in there. So, yeah. What do you do for a living? I don't think I asked you that question. I, uh, so... I'm in IT, so I manage multi-million dollar pro- uh, projects when it comes to like ins- installing uh, uh, softwares in hospitals and stuff. So I manage four hospitals 
um, basically, you know, overseeing all the installation of different applications that goes in there. I, you know, I do a little bit of pro technical project management. I do implementations. Uh, we do a little bit of support and all of that. So been doing that for the past maybe six years now. So that's, that's what I've been focusing on. How did you get your initial capital to start investing? Um, I think for my job, yeah. Just uh, move some funds over from, um, from my bank account and, you know, just, just start investing. And the funny thing is, uh, I think I was telling somebody this the other day, I was like, 100% of what I invested today, none of them came out of my pocket. Like, none of, none of this money is coming out of my pocket. And that's all thanks to you, Todd Billy, because with this whole affiliate thing, yo, like, <laughs> that's I, crazy. I have not spent any money out of my paycheck to invest in options. That's, that's how crazy it is. And people sleeping on this affiliate marketing sales, man. I'm telling you. So, you mean you just been flipping everything? Yo, yep. So literally, I think I think I made I don't know I don't know, I gotta I gotta check the last number but last the last time I checked I had like six thousand dollars in sales right I literally I took really? I took ninety percent of that put it into long term stocks and that's 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 up to like thirteen thousand dollars now and then I took the rest of that and just put in put in this put in the options and literally I just been flipping the same money I get from you <laughs> that's dope that is cool so what did your early trades look like? A bunch of guessing. <laughs> so I would say, like, uh, literally, it was a bunch of guessing. Because I think when I started, um, that was literally right before the dip, right? So right before whatever that guy's name came on CNBC and said the stock market is going to burn and crash and everybody started selling all this selling frenzy and stuff. And it freaked me out, you know? So we was literally guessing a lot of times. And uh, this, the, the options community actually helped out a lot because I would go in there Look at look at whoever you know running running up gains for that day, and I just jump on that stock. That's good and bad because I got burned a lot <laughs> doing that strategy. But uh, yeah, in the beginning, we just literally just like jumping in whatever is hot, and you know, trying to kind of like think about different strategies to do it. For example, we were focusing more on like delivery companies. Uh, we're focusing on like online companies like Chewy. Chewy, I made a lot of money on Chewy in the beginning. Uh, I made some good money on you know on uh, Grubhub and all those companies that were like just basically booming during that time. Nice. Um, how has your strategy improved over the year, or over the months? Like, how have you changed? Um, what are you doing differently? So it improved tremendously because, um, like I said, in the beginning, it was literally just jumping into whatever comes up. But then with, with my type of schedule, I just couldn't find myself uh, staring at, you know, at my phone all day and trying to figure out if, you know, if I should, if I should get in a, in a, uh, on a trade, jump out. So what I actually start doing is start buying four to six weeks ahead, right? So that kind of like my strategy kind of changed a lot when I started doing that. And it helped improve my earnings so much because I can now buy it four to six weeks ahead. And I know exactly when I'm going to get out and not have to worry about it. So I'm, you know, I, I'll be chilling at work and I know like, and I'm not getting out of the trade for another three weeks. So I'm, I'm good. Um, so that kind of helped me a lot, just kind of sitting back a little bit and, you know, start doing more research, start learning more about technical analysis, fundamental analysis, stop guessing on stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when you start guessing on stuff or you jumping on somebody else's trade until, you know, this is a good one to jump on. And, you know, I, a lot of times when you jump on at that time, it's just like, it's too high. And then you jump on and everybody's selling out and you like, what the heck happened? You know, because you jumped into uh, the last minute. So 
uh, I have to take a seat back and I should start doing the study and you know doing the research myself. And that kind of helped me out a lot because now I can tell like, man, I've been like, I've been making way more than what I was making before, like a thousand dollars days. And I was like, I feel depressed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel the same way. Um, <laughs> Oh, man. So why do you think people kind of guess in the beginning? Do you think it's because they trust other people more than themselves? What do you think it is? Because I know you're not the only person that's guessing in the beginning. I think it's hard. I think um, if, if you don't do the um, if you don't do if you, if you don't do paper trade, if you, if you don't uh, take all this, you know, um, uh, knowledge and start you know, doing your own research before you jump on. Of course, you're going to guess because you, you have no idea what to buy. You don't understand the market. How, who's doing what? What is earnings? Like, what is volatility? I don't understand none of that stuff. So it's like, but, and I think also people want to make money right away. Like, instead of sitting back, like, I feel like I made more money when I started researching stuff than what I was guessing. You know what I mean? I, I literally took about two weeks off. I didn't put any trade in. I took that time and I was literally just staring at market seeing how it flows and, you know, just kind of like understanding the market moves in waves. Like I started kind of, you know, understanding that, you know, during earnings, four to six weeks before earnings, I mean, people start buying those stocks. And if you, and you guys have been seeing like earnings been doing terrible lately. Like <laughs> if you hold on to your stock up to earning after earnings, you know, you, you basically going to crash a lot of times. Right. And what I figured is, uh, and I think you said that on a video too, if you get in before earnings, you can ride the wave up to earnings and then cash out. You know, because by that time, the hype is almost over and everybody who's going to jump in at the end right before earnings, they're going to jump. In. They're the ones buying my contract when I'm selling it out. Right. Because I'm like, I'm out. You're going to jump in. <laughs> Take it. You know, so um, and I think just like sitting back and studying and understanding how the market moves helped me improve a lot. My, you know, on my on my earnings. I feel like that is so important because it's it's kind of like when, my, when I used to be a financial advisor, we would always say that. What matters is time in the market, not so much timing the market. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that time doesn't mean that you actually are owning things in the market. It might just mean that you're watching. watching you're yourself. seeing the values. You're seeing the ups and the downs. You're seeing how certain news impacts certain stocks. Because let's take, for example, let's say there's a report that comes out and they're saying, oh, COVID-19 shutdown is going to extend until August. And right. so you're seeing what stocks are being negatively impacted what stocks are being positively impacted and you don't have any money on the line, but you're still watching, you're still being informed, you're still learning. But right. so many people feel like they have to be in at all times, otherwise they're missing the party. Right. And I don't feel like that's necessarily the case. But you know, that comes with a hype, right? So it's like you sitting there and somebody's posting, hey, I made 2K today, you know, I just closed right. it with 30K. You're like, dang, right. like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I need right. to jump on there, and I think you brought a good point because with COVID, like literally, there's two di there's two different type of companies, right? There are companies who can solve the problems that COVID is bringing, and there are companies who like cannot survive if, as long as COVID is here. You, know, you think about mm -hmm. retail, you think about uh, companies where you physically have to be there. They're they're struggling right now, you know what I mean? But companies who are able to solve those issues, like online deliveries and all that stuff, they're, they're thriving. Uh, Zoom was like a not a known name, like maybe last year. I mean, in, few people was using it, but now it's like it went from like not known to like everybody's using it. You know what I mean? So right. those now companies like are a, able. Now to it's like if you don't use Zoom, who are you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have to sell it anymore. People just come to it, you know. So and that's the reason why the options community exists. It doesn't exist because I am all knowing, all being, and I'm here to provide you with the way. It exists because the world changes every single day. Yes. Every day we get new news and they're like, oh, 
it's all bad. And the next day it's like, oh, it's going to be okay. Or, right. oh, there's no NFL season. Oh, we'll do an NFL season without fans. And I wanted people to constantly be engaged and constantly have access to an ever-changing world. Because the information that I recorded, I recorded like a year ago based off of like trades that I made two years before. And so the world is way different now, but the fundamentals are the same. The principles that underlie options and your ability to access them through certain platforms are available. And so I wanted people to have that, but I wanted it to be evergreen and current. And so that's why we do these. That's why we talk to people who are doing well in the market. That's why we have admins. Like everything that we're doing is to help us all win. And so I hope we're being successful in that. I'm getting a lot of good feedback. Sometimes I don't get good feedback, but I get a lot of good feedback. And we're here for the people who are enjoying it and getting value out of it. And if you are getting value out of it, make sure you hop inside of the the, um, the comments and subjections thread. So um, what indicators do you use to find a good opportunity? Um, I rely mostly on, I think, three three or four. So first one is uh, EMA, Exponential Moving Average. I use that a lot, especially if I'm doing like a long-term play. Like if I want to do like a play that's like, you know, three months or whatever, um, I typically will set it up for like, you know, give me the moving average for the past 200 days. You know what I mean? And then just kind of figure out how far is the stock is trading, you know, outside its moving average, um, seeing what's, what was the latest highs, what was the latest, what was the latest lows, and be able to kind of track it that way. Um, and sometimes I'll do 20 if I'm really trying to get into like maybe like a, a week or two um, trade. I do like a moving average for 20 days. But other than that, I, I normally always rely on the 200, 200 moving average. One of the ones that people overlook is the RSI, RSI right? Um, the relative stress index. A lot of people miss out on that, especially if you're trying to get in that same day. Um, it does. It helps you with two things, right? It helps you know, like, okay, if, if I'm getting at a high and the stock drops, I know why it dropped because I got in when it's like over 70 and I know it's going to drop. But if I get into the low, it's under 30, I know it's going to go up. And 99% of the time, RSI is correct. Like, <laughs> like 99% of the time is correct. Sometimes, you know, and, and that's the thing with technical indicators, right? They're not 100% proof. Mm-hmm. You know, a news can come and throw your whole, you know, research to crap, <laughs> you know? But you still got to rely on those technical indicators because it, it's going to get you uh, a, a better exit and entry into your market. And plus, you want to be able to have a process where you can repeat over and over and over. So if you rely on somebody else, to uh, give you the plays, what if that person just decided like, hey, one day I was like, hey, look, I, I don't want to give you no more plays. What are you going to do? You're going to start from zero, right? So it's like, it's, it's, right. you got to come up with your own strategy. Um, the other one I, I, like I started using a lot lately is the Bollinger Band. Bollinger Band is amazing because it's, it's, almost, like a, it's almost like a rubber band, right? So you have like two, two bands and then you have the SMA in the middle. So the bands actually helps you understand where the resistance is and where the support mm-hmm. is. And then right in the middle, you have your, your, your simple moving average. And you can adjust. It, it normally defaults to 20, but you can adjust it to wherever you want to. But that helps you out a lot, man. And I've been finding that it's a lot helpful, especially um, with with the with the stock that goes outside the band. You know it's going to drop back inside the band. So you can kind of jump in. You can kind of predict when, you, when you're going to do put if you like doing put. And when you're going to do calls if you're going to do calls. And plus, you got to be patient. And I think a lot of people are not patient. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are patient. They just want to jump in and just like, you know, make a quick buck and get out. But I was like, if you want to make those big gains, you got to start doing technical analysis. Like, you've got to. 
Hi, how are you? I am Andre C. Hatchett, 15-year mobile notary pioneer and veteran. We have created the Notary Business School, which will show you how to start a successful, long-term, needed business as a mobile notary public. Well, with 15 years of experience and with different downturns in the economy, we have labeled this business as being recession-proof, meaning that you can run this business in any climate, any city, any state in America. On average, our students make between 60 and 200 $150 per appointment, which usually takes under an hour. I'll say that again. On average, our students usually make between $60 and $250 per appointment as a mobile notary public. If you would like to enroll and save a few dollars, go to the website, millinotarypromo.com. That is millinotarypromo.com. Look forward to seeing you in class. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This episode is sponsored by Hood Estates. Hood Estates is offering a Hood Estates Elite Real Estate Investing Program as well as a Hood Estates Trekking Program. All the details can be found in the show notes. You can also find them on Instagram at Hood Estates. So how long are you staying in trade? You said be patient. Are you staying in a week, less than a week? Four to six weeks. Wow. Four to six weeks. So I'm going to give you an example. I got UPS. Well, UPS was one of my biggest trades. I got into UPS May 28th. I didn't get out to July 1st. So from May 28th to July 1st, that's about like four or five weeks, right? Um, I was in the dread for a while because I knew that, you know, eventually it's going to go up. And I uh, and I know a lot of people say don't play earnings, but I love playing earnings. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. I can't help it. Yeah, I love playing earnings, especially if you get in early. Like, you know, uh, UPS wasn't reporting to like, I think August or something like that. So I got in, I forgot, I got like 20 some. 30 some contract for like $480. You know what I mean? On July 1st, I was able to sell that back to the market for $9,000. So my patience for that five weeks paid me $9,000. That's over $1,000 a week, you know, and I was able to cash it on the same day. You know what I mean? Wow. And then I jumped in again because I actually sold it before earnings. I jumped in again. I think I put in like, I think $3,500. And right after earnings, I sold it for $15,000. So it's like, if you're patient and you can manage all these things and you can kind of like relax and not get into the hype, you can make a lot of money. It just relax and just be patient. Like while everybody's being hyped, making all this daily income, a thousand, two thousand dollars, you can wait for a whole month and make 20 grand. That's a lot more than anybody making it in two months. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is great. I love it, man. I love it because so many like I don't I'm not a fan of necessarily day trading. I'm a mm -hmm. fan of investing. I just tell people that options amplify your investment. Yes. And so they allow you to make big money for being right. Whereas let's say you put $3,000 and you just bought the stock. And if it went up 20%, congrats, you made $600. That's not life-changing money. That's it. I love it, man. Yeah. How do you determine a good stock? What do you determine what you're going to buy? Or how do you determine what you're going to buy? Um, so since I play earnings, I literally, I just go down the list. Like um, I'm looking into like October, November earnings right now because based on my strategy, again, find a strategy and stick to it. That's what's been working for me. Like what, while people are while people are playing August and September, I'm already looking into November all the way, you know, up there because I want to get in early when the contract's still cheaper. So I look into mm. all the stocks that's going to report, and again, I apply those two different the same thoughts I have. Is this a company that was able to sustain and solve the issues that COVID brought? Yes or no? Then I look into it. If it's not, 
I don't even look at it. If it is, great. Let me jump on that. For example, I would never jump into Macy's. Like, even if they're reporting earnings, why would I jump on that? They're not solving no. any COVID issues. You know what I mean? But if you look into, like, uh, FedEx is about to report again. Have FedEx been solving issues? Yeah. And if you look at the news, they've been charging fees to old people. So you know that earnings is going to be, you know, top head. So that right now... Actually, two weeks ago, it should have been the time you should get into it because now you can write it all the way up. UPS too. UPS is probably going to report here in, in November. So again, you want to look into those also. So just start thinking about those two things. What company, is this company solving COVID issues or not? Can this company survive whilst COVID is still here? And then you can start picking from there. Um, yeah. And I know sometimes it goes south. Like, for example, I did Walmart this week. I mean, I got into Walmart like four weeks ago and I was able to ride it from like 128 to like 130. I made I made a really, you know, I made like $7,000 or something like that. But something told me to get out <laughs> before earnings and I did. Cashed out and I was chill, you know, and then the earnings was great, but they dropped, you know. So even though the earnings was great, they still dropped. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you need to get in before that. Because I guarantee you some people got in the same day of earnings or before earnings and they lost money. I guarantee you. Yeah. So. This is this is straight like bars. There's there's a ton of value in what you were saying um, because I just I'm not I don't really do too much of the like day to day stuff. I'm looking for events. Yes. And I always told people like I need because options, options isn't just about the stock going up. Options are about the stock going up by a certain date. So if you don't have that date, you could still lose money. And so I've had people who I talked to somebody yesterday. She might be on this right now. And she told me that she bought Amazon and she was like, I bought Amazon because it's a great company. It's been going up. and I think it's going to continue to go up. But that particular week, it went down. And then the weeks after that, it went up. And so now she's like, well, what do I do? And I was like, well, <laughs> that that's why I pin it down to an event. I don't just pin it down to I like this stock unless you're going uh, super long term like you're doing. But I feel like that that plays a part. Um, but, you know, but I, and I think you said that. I don't know if you said that or somebody said it. They're like. Whether you guess the market's going up or going down, you're right. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Right. You know, you can put a call, you can put a put. You're going to be right. But you just like, what is the matter of when it's going to happen? So your job is to try to capture that time frame. If you go along, you can capture that time frame. You'd be cool, right? Um, I, have a, I have a friend who wanted to get into Tesla like two weeks ago. And I told him, don't do it. There's nothing happening right now. And if he would have done it, he would have lost a lot of money. And this and this week, Tesla just went crazy. Now, like, you know, you should, if you were, if you want to do it, go four weeks. Because at least you can capture something in the middle there. So yeah, Absolutely. So the, the gem here is buy longer term contracts. That is what he is saying. He buys long term contracts and that's how he hedges his risk. And so a lot of times we have to be in the risk management business, not just the investing business. And a part of, of your risk management is you might not know if something's going to happen within the next two weeks, but you might have a good inclination that something might happen within the next six weeks, eight weeks, yep. especially if earnings is coming up and then that, that stock comes on everybody's radar. Mm-hmm. So that's that's bars right there, and that's what usually happens. It comes on everybody's radar, and literally within a week, it goes from you go from red to like three, four thousand dollars. And and another thing, you you know, we always say is like, when you're in profit, take that money because you just never know. <laughs> so so speaking of that, that was my next question for you, and I was going to tell you, I was going to ask you, how do you determine your exit? How do you determine when you want to get out of a trade? Okay, so normally, so I'll take it back to UPS. So UPS, I got out early, right? Because I made I made way more than what I thought I was going to make, right? Um, I normally try to set it up for making 100%. So I made, you know, $9,000 and I got out. And I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm good. This is good money for me. So you've got to know, you have to know when, what is a good number for you to get out? 
So if I would have made 100% on, 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 on UPS, I would have been good and went out. Like, but I wanted to you know, jump out as soon as I was able to make enough money. And that was $9,000 and I was getting out. But then I jumped back on there because I see it was still going up and early haven't even reported yet. So that's why I jumped back on there. So sometimes you can do that, right? So if you're in profit, you can sell your position, but jump into a higher position with a cheaper contract at a, at a lower cost. So that way you can, if there's more profit to be captured, you can capture that, right? So instead of just selling it and chilling, if you're still going up, just go ahead and jump into a, another position. But, you know, you pay a, lo- a, a little cheaper for that. Um, what was your most successful trade? Um, I think it was it was the UPS. I, I, yeah, I'll say it was a UPS. Well, maybe, yeah. But then, then, you know, when I got into UPS, I also jumped into FedEx, right? Because they're kind of like parallel companies. So uh, my wife orders a lot of Amazon stuff. <laughs> so I have, we have this camera that I keep watching every day. I'll say like Amazon, I mean, I'll see a, a FedEx and a UPS truck. So when I jump into UPS, I'll let me jump into FedEx also. I think I put $1,200 into FedEx and I made $13,000 out of that one. Um, and those all within the same month. So that was that was the day that I made over 20K in one day. It was all in July 1st. How are you such a goat, man? How are you just killing these trades back to back to back? Patience, man. <laughs> patience, patience, patience. And it's like, and it's so hard. And you got to have discipline, man, because it's like, it's so hard seeing people like, making all this crazy amount of returns. You, you want it so bad to jump on there, but you remember your rules that you set up for yourself. And and also based on my schedule at work, I'm always in the meetings, like 20, like from the time I get into the office to the time I leave, I'm always in the meetings, you know, dealing with different stuff. So I was like, I can't be there all the time trying to look into what's going up and what's going down. So I need to set up my stuff way ahead of time. So that way when I'm in my meetings, I'm not worried. I'm not trying to, you know, jump on it, on uh, Robin Hood trying to figure it out. Now, did I lose money? Of course, I lost. I lost some good money. <laughs> I made some bad trades, you know, in the beginning, and even like you know, um, the Fang family. I hate the Fang family. If any of you yeah. know who the Fang family is, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, uh, Netflix, and Google plus Tesla. Now I hate them because <laughs> when everybody's making money on them, whenever I jump on, I lose money. I was like, hey, I can't just cannot time them right. So yeah, I'm I'm personally not a fan of buying stuff in hopes that it goes higher. We always talk about like buying low and selling high, but so many of us want to buy high in hopes that it goes higher. And the reason why I have that rule isn't because I'm boring or isn't because I don't believe in the future. I've just been burned by it too many times. I've been burned buying Apple at the top of this chart and then Apple decides, hey, I want to go down 10%. Right Now I'm losing. And then the problem is if you lose... Like, it's great if you get in at the right time. But if you lose 10%, you don't have to make 10% to get back even. You, you probably have to make about 15 to 20% to get right. back even. Right. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about, like, profit. I'm just talking about back to even, square That's one. Yep. And so somebody will hop in after you've lost your money, and they'll make that 10 to 15%, and they'll be having a party. Yep. Meanwhile, <laughs> you, you haven't even broke even yet. <laughs> And so, like, for me, that's why I avoid it. And I feel like it's an intelligent investment decision to avoid things like that in search of bargains, in search of deals, in search of things that make sense. Yeah, I There's hate, a re- I hate hype. I hate hype. I hype around stock is just, it's, 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 yeah, sometimes you get on the wrong time. You might get on the top of the hype and it's just like, you, you'll be the losing person. Yeah. There's a reason why Warren Buffett is a value investor. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Warren Buffett isn't out here buying 
all these stocks everybody else is buying. Like they might seem fun, but you're not going to get wealthy, in my opinion, unless you own Amazon. If you're Jeff Bezos, if you're Elon Musk, you're good. <laughs> then, then yeah, you should you should be in Tesla and Amazon. Right. But if you're one of us, you need to be finding that upside opportunity. You need to be finding something that's trading below the moving averages. Something that's that's going to show you some promise, not something that's trading above its moving averages, in my opinion. And I think you, you said something important. It's like, if you got to hunt for those bargain stocks, right? Not necessarily the cheap stock, but you got to hunt for these opportunities. And that takes time. That takes that takes you sorting through hundreds, sometimes even like, you know, 200 stocks, you know, like just trying to figure out what's which one to get into. And in the beginning, yeah, I didn't have that much money. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to be cheap. Like, I wanted to get in something like, you know, both of my stocks that I got in, like, you know, four hundred eighty dollars on UPS or twelve hundred dollars on FedEx. You know, I didn't spend that much money on that, in my opinion, and made tons of money back. It's because I, you know, you just take the time to actually understand it a little bit. So, right. So, what would you say is your best advice to people who are looking to be successful in trading options? Um, I think you got to come up with a strategy that works for you. A lot of times, people hit me up and be like, well, what are you doing that's working for you? What are you doing that's working for you? And then I tell them and they're like, well, that's too long. I was like, but that's what's working for me. Like, you know what I mean? If you want to be a day trader, then you got to spend tons of time and plus on, on Robinhood, you got to have at least 25K in your account before you can become a day trader. So, you know, you got to spend a lot of time watching the market. And even then, you still got to come up with your own strategy. And you got to have like, you got to have some discipline because you can't just be getting into every trade, right? And um, stop jumping into uh, when people, when somebody say jump into the stock, don't just jump on it. Do your own research. On it. At least look at the RSI and see where it is before you jump on there. You know what I mean? If you really want to jump, just look at the RSI and see where you are. So, because, you know, if you jump in and the RSI is like 70 and over, you know, you're risking that you might lose some money. So at least do that before you jump in. I think that's helpful. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Hey everybody, it's your girl Erica Williams from the Classy Climb blog. I'm a six-figure YouTube earner and the author of the book Smartphone Millionaire, how to lend to people, real estate, and businesses from the palm of your hand. And if you're interested in the three things that changed my life over the past four years to become a six-figure YouTube earner and investor in multiple properties in multiple states, I would love for you to join me over at the Classy Climb YouTube channel. Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Hey ladies, this is your co-host, Roshana Scott. And are you looking for a community of women real estate investors? If so, I want to take a quick second to share with you Infinity Membership. Sorry, fellas, but Infinity Membership is a women's only online community for newbie and experienced investors. 
Come let your hair down and join a non-judgment zone sisterhood where all of your questions about investing in real estate get answered. This is also an opportunity to learn from the best of the best. Other seasoned and successful women in the industry share their success tips often. Our live group sessions are twice a month and we support each other daily within our private Facebook group. Our sessions range from driving for dollars to working with contractors to out-of-state investing, raising private capital, marketing your deals, and so much more. Does this sound like something that you've been looking for? Well, we would love to have you. For more information, visit us at bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. So I feel like I've asked you all the questions that I wanted to ask you. Um, at this point in time, I'll open it up to the floor. We've done our 30 minutes of just back-to-back-to-back Q&A. So if you guys have any any specific questions you want to ask them, go ahead and fire away. It's so funny. We haven't really been getting a bunch of people asking questions, but if they want to ask questions, this is their chance. Um, what are your plans with the money that you've been making and, and options? What are you planning to buy? So, or, or just do. I don't want to say buy. What are you planning to do? <laughs> so before I answer that, I was so mad, right? Because last year we wanted to buy a property and, you know, you do what you know best, which is getting a second job to try to, you know, get as much money as you can. So I was literally doing anywhere from 80 to 90 dollars I got two jobs. I was working two jobs doing like 80 to 90 hours a a week. I was tired. All of that to save up uh, about, I think it was like 50, 50 grand, pay off some, you know, some debt and all this stuff and be able to have like 20, you know, whatever percent down. And I was kind of mad because I was able to make all of that in three months or less doing options. I'm like, dang, if I would have known about options last year, like I would (laughs) never get a job, yo. Like I would just study my butt off and figure this thing out. You know what I mean? Like I would have, yeah, I would have killed it, but it's, it is what it is. (laughs) Honestly, options are such a hack. Like when I was really, really deep in it. So I was, I tell people my story, like my wife, she wanted a bigger ring. I, I proposed, I was in law school and I got it what I could afford. I might've spent like three grand on that ring. And um, she wanted a bigger ring. And so in order for me to get her a bigger ring, I had to figure out how I was going to come up with $10,000 in cash. And so I got busy and I started flipping options and running up option contracts. And I went in there and I paid $10,000 for that ring in cash. And they were just like, how did this black man give us $10,000 in cash? But that's crazy though, because you you went out and figured something out that doesn't take necessarily too long of a time. But I went out and figured out a whole job. You know what I mean? It's like like, I've worked second jobs. I've worked (laughs) second. I've done the job thing, but you know, um, I I think that options are great, and I think that it's so dope that we've been able to kind of make steps towards closing the wealth gap. I've seen so many people who have been running up a bag, and what makes me happy is if you look at the stats, the stats say like, hey. We only have $1,700 in wealth. We only have 17000 I don't think it's 17000 I think it's like $1,700. $1, it's a yeah. very abysmal number. And I see people making that in their trades or having that in their investment account because they got there through trades. And what's important is that like investing equals saving. Yes. So if you have, like, think about it. You look at Elon Musk, his net worth is based off of his investments, not his bank account. Mm-hmm. So if you have $100,000 in, in assets in your Robinhood account, whatever account you're working with, that's wealth. We've solved the problem. If I can show you how to make $2,000 in one day, that, that $1,700 number is not even 
relevant anymore. The right. problem is we've always been taught to make money through jobs. We've always been taught to make money through working for other people, through hustling, through breaking your back instead of using our mind. And then what's even better is we created a community. So now you can leverage somebody else's mind and somebody else's intellectual capacity. And now you can get into opportunities that are going to pay you bigger dividends because we stopped working against each other and we started working with each other. Right. And I I think we're in a time where... <clears throat> working hard is no longer about the physical work. You know, it's about it's about the mindset. You literally have to fight all the distraction right now that's in this world. You know, that's like it's the biggest thing right now. It's like it's no longer about trying to put in 80, 90 hours, go work at a you know, at a yard, you know, or, or a factory. It's literally how much how much can I extract from here? How much can I get out of here to make more money? You know what I mean? Like how how can I do that? And to answer your question about what I'm going to do with the options money, um, I was able to, now I have enough money to literally be able to put down on another property. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking for a a three unit property in Chicago, which is hard to find these days. So I'm about to hit up Rashad and be like, yo. Hit up Rashad. (laughs) The the official realtor, the official realtor of Tide Capital. Yes. And I feel like that, that's what it's supposed to be about, man. It's like, we're creating quick money and we're turning it into permanent money. You buy yep. a property, that's forever, man. Yep. Like that's the goal. The goal isn't honestly to make money and then go take a vacation. And what's interesting is that because, and I see you guys' questions. What's interesting is that like, because we're in this pandemic, there's not a lot of distractions. There's no movies. You can't even go to the movies anymore. Yeah, you, can't. you can't travel. There's no traveling. There's no nightclubs. You can't go to nightclubs. Right. There's not a lot of sports. The sports that's on TV is like some weirdo in a bubble stuff. There's no football right now. It's supposed to be preseason football, all that stuff going on. Like we are in the most optimal time to create massive wealth. And if you haven't created massive wealth in this moment, you still have some time. And so I don't want to tell you like, oh, your moment has passed. Take advantage of the day that we're in right now and start hustling, start studying, start researching, start figuring out ways to get yourself to that point. So I think that's super dope that you're taking your options money and you're investing it. So you took an investment and you turn it into another investment as opposed to taking an investment and turning it into some Gucci sneakers. And bro, none of this comes from my bank account. Like, yo, that I, 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 I'm such a, I'm such a, uh, a cheerleader for the affiliate, for the affiliate program, yo. Like I am such a, I tell everybody, I was like, look, yes, put on a couple hundred dollars in there, but hit up Charles, get on that affiliate, man. Cause it's like, you know, more people than Charles, you know, you know, people that Charles don't know. Like, you know, people that I don't know, people who would buy the stock from you're not only helping them, you know, put money in their in their pocket, you making free money and you can turn around, and put it back in the options and quadruple, triple, 10x that. You know what I mean? It's like, so you're not like all my paycheck. I, dude, I don't even know what I'm get when I get paid. Like that's how that's how crazy it is. <laughs> my wife be like, oh, we got paid. And I said, we did. She's like, yeah. I was like, man, that's like, that's not even like a, a concern anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I'm that's such dope, a cheerleader for the affiliate marketing, man. Like, just for the affiliate team, just get on there, sign up and get that money, yo. Like people, people out here need this. And I say this because um one of my friends, he got in after like a month of me talking to him to get in there. And he just made his first thousand, like maybe a couple of weeks ago. And he was excited. He's like, Billy, this was so easy. Why didn't you tell me? I was like, dude, I've been telling this for a month. I've been posting on my Instagram. Like, you know what I mean? To get more people on there. So now he's like, you know, basically trying to study more and trying to get his game better. But we are here helping people, yo. 
know, it's not, this is not a game. This is, this is like affecting people's life, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of um, surreal in a lot of ways because like they did the whole Forbes thing. And then I realized like yeah, we got some that, man. That's dope. Thank, <laughs> thank you. But I was like, we, we did it by helping people, man. And so it's like, you have two options. And I always tell people you have two options when you, you when you're confronted with the problem. And the problem for us is closing the wealth gap in obtaining financial parity for African-American people. Mm-hmm. And so one option is I can create a very compelling reason why they should give us money. The other option is I can go out there and get it for us. Yourself. And the one where you get it for yourself, that's when you make yourself a, a legend. That's where you become the person that people look to and they're just like, he did it. But I read a long time in the book, The Jewish Phenomenon, and it was talking about how like Jewish people aren't waiting for one MLK. Every single Jewish person thinks it's their responsibility to be MLK for their community. And if each of us took that approach, we would have less crime. We would have less killing. We would have less people abandoning their families. We would have all less problems because you would be seen as shaming the culture by doing those things. F being equal to white people, mm. what are you doing for the culture? The culture. Like in the grand scheme of things and people who come here, they get it. So you, you definitely get it. I talked to my Nigerian friends, they get it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make sure that us as African-American people, we get it because that's what the glory is. Like yeah. that's, that's how you get to have your name on this cool shirt. Like look at this shirt. Yeah. This is kind of cool. <laughs> I like this. I got to get you a shirt. I'm going to send, I'm sending people shirts, man. I'll take it. But, <laughs> Um, the question here is, do you buy in the money or out of the money contracts for your long-term options? Man, I go out the money. I go out the money. And it's like, I'm going to give you guys a strategy to, to actually figure out the exact strike price, right? Well, not exact strike price. We kind of figure out the ballpark where your strike price should be. Because that's, that's the next question people usually ask, like, well, what strike price should I get or, you know, whatever. But I look at the growth of the company over the past three months, six months in a year. And take an average in it. So if a company is going up by an average of like two dollars a two dollars a two dollars a month, and that's how much they're adding into their to their price, then it's, there's no point in me going out of out of the uh, out of out of out of the money by twenty dollars. I need to stick into it. It also depends. So if you're going if you're gonna buy four to six week out, you want to stick within that range, two to three dollars, two to four dollars. Maybe you can push it to five dollars. So you want to make sure your strike price it stays within how how much the company is actually growing over that period of time, right? So that's how I determine my strike price. Um, and I'll go out the money. And, you know, it, and I'll, you know, just how far I go out the money it depends on how long I want to go. If I'm going to three months, I just take that $2 times three, that's six bucks. And I just make sure that my uh, um, my strike price is equal to that growth uh, of a month to month. Now, I've been wrong because a lot of times it goes way higher than that because I've been playing earnings. You know, as you get close to earnings, you know, it goes from two to five to six to seven dollars a month. And then you make money that way. That was helpful. This question says, how far do you buy in the money or out the money? I think you kind of ex- explained that in that yeah. response. So it was like the same question twice. So hopefully Sincere and Will got some value out of that. I got some value. I never even heard that before. That was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured that out, man. <laughs> yeah, that was very helpful. Um, this person says, do you buy calls at the support level? 
by cause of the support level? Um, I like that's a very broad question because the support yeah, level changes. Right. I, I use I do use support and resistance level to see how long this the price has been in that in that range, right? So you're gonna determine. So if if you've been in that support, if you're bouncing back and forth for like two weeks, three weeks, you know, like in that fourth week or fifth week, something's gonna happen where it's gonna either goes. Is it going to break the support? Is going to you know, break the resistance? So uh, the best thing to the best thing to use for that question is the Bollinger Band because it gives you two numbers and you can see exactly where the support resistance is and you can kind of determine like if it's pointing more to the support or pointing more to the resistance. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, I study, study Bollinger Band, man. It, it helps a lot. How do you get access to Bollinger Bands? Is that through TD or is that? Something different. Bar charts. Bar charts. Yeah. Barcharts.com or something? Yep. Okay. All right. That's helpful. So, unless I get another question in the next minute, we're going to let this brother go, but you can follow him at billionaire underscore Billy with a Y, right? Yep. Billionaire underscore Billy with a Y. One, um, wealth of knowledge and some cool memes. How do you how do you create those memes, man? <laughs> Dude, I just scroll, I just scroll and I find some funny videos. There's people that you can always count on, like DJ Khaled or uh... <laughs> <laughs> you you created the, that one with DJ Khaled in the back of the car. That was funny. Yeah, that was dope. But I was like, yo, I gotta take this. But yeah, there, there's people. But the funny thing about this is I, the memes actually grab people's attention. I find myself getting more followers and people actually like asking me questions based on the memes because it's like it's funny right so it's like oh shoot how did you create this and then you know start all these questions about you know what options are and all this stuff so um you gotta be able to capture people's attention even when i'm explaining options to people i don't just explain to them in layman's in 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 those terms that you know so complicated that they can't understand it i try to break it down into like you know something that they can understand and meaningful to them and then they're able to jump on able to understand it so um if there's anything i'll say is like try to Try to help people understand uh, how we make money in the stock market without overcomplicating things. Keep it yeah. simple, basically. Right. Dope, dope interview, man. I might have to turn this into like a podcast or something because these are fire and people need this this content. But it's got to be exclusive to the MVP community, so I take that back. <laughs> if you guys know somebody who wants to be an affiliate, the way that you become an affiliate is there's a link on the actual Gumroad website now. So you can do that, or you can just send them to uh, send an email or send a PayPal to infoacapitaltod.com. The reason why that is a fee and it's twenty five dollars is because I'm a very busy person, okay? And I got a lot. I just did two back to back things. I just got off. You guys heard me. I was on the, I was on one show and I'm on another show, and now I got to figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of the night. But it's going to be productive. Um, make sure you follow this brother. He has a lot of engaging and entertaining content. Every time I go to his page, I'm like, man, what is, does he have a cool meme that I can like copy and paste? <laughs> yeah, so, that's why we get all these followers. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what it's, you know, that's what it's about. I'm just, I just want us to win, man. My goal is for us to win. If I die and I'm not rich, but we won, I feel like my job is done here. Amen. So, Amen. and now, you know, and you, um, and I also want to shout out Chris, um, Chris for all his, like I bought, I bought his course before I jumped into the option. I bought his course. Uh, and I think uh, he, he, he did like a bundle like of four or five courses. One of his courses was like, um, are, are you BSing? Are you, are you BSing on social media? Something like that. And at that time I was like, what am I doing on social media? I just always post random stuff. 
And at that time, I had like only like 800 followers. And I was like, man, I really need to take this thing to, you know, and be serious about it. So literally within that week, I, I saw all the posts about options. And I was like, yo, let me jump on here, you know? And then I started posting my results and stuff. And man, that's, that was literally three months ago. And yeah. last night I was like, why am I at 6,000 followers? Like, what do those people want? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I feel like one of the dopest things Chris did is he motivated us to make our content affordable because we all have info. Like say for, it's like I charge somebody $97 and they make $40,000. Like a logical person is like, you know what? I'm charging $500. And if you ain't willing to pay $500 for this game, it is ain't for you. Right. But Chris took $5,000 game and brought it down to $50 levels yep. and everybody, everybody benefits. Group, eco- group economics benefits everybody, everybody, mm-hmm. the, the seller, the buyer, the, buyer. the employee, like everybody benefits because we do what we do at an affordable level. Right. Like that's just where I'm, we don't got to do Gucci and Louie all the time. No. I don't want to hold down, people man. in. It, it trickles down. It trickles down. Cause you, you might, you might sell it to 10,000 people, 10,000 people sell each one of them sells it to 10,000 people. Man, like it just it multiplies so fast and it's like it's rapid, you know. So yep, so man. great things are happening. Thank you guys all for being a part of the community. I appreciate you all. Hopefully you guys are getting value. If you're not getting value, I already told you hit that comments and suggestions tab because that's what it's there for. Hit up being there underscore Billy One. Also, you can find me. You guys know where to find me, but Ty Billion or at Todd Capital. And thank you for rocking with us. Thanks, Charles. All right, man. Have a good night. You too.